Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Mowbray's and Neil Mopays, welcome to the Thamesman. Back once again, like four renegade masters, it's the Thamesman with uh, Graham on the phone. There he is. Hello. <laughs> just, just I, was, I was trying to work out the other day um, if I could sort of Google map a route from the, the River Ribble, which I suppose is the, the big river in Blackburn, mm-hmm. down to the Thames. Right. Um, but I, I could, couldn't, couldn't ribble it. No ribbles. No. So, no, so, so this could be the Ribblesman. Yeah, <laughs> very nice. And there's Andy. Hi, Andy. Hello. Um, is Tony Mowbray related to Guy Mowbray? And if not, why oh, not? Yeah, great shout. I don't know. Are the Mowbrays... Am I, what, why do I associate Mowbray with pies? Is there a Mowbray You're thinking of pies? Melton Mowbray. Melton. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> uh, that is Melton related think, to Tony? <laughs> I yes. can think that, that there was a, a big pie dynasty and then one day a rogue son said he wanted to be a footballer. And leave yeah. the family business. Oh, so Brought shame times. upon Pie Town. <laughs> uh, and with me is John again. There he is. Hello. All right. Welcome. We're back on, uh, gents. Let's get let's get cracking right into it. What's the topic of the week? Sometimes maybe good. Sometimes maybe shit. It's shit this week. It's handballs. I want to talk about handballs. Do we do we have to? It's, it's so it's a... boring. It's not boring. It's very annoying. And anything that annoys me is worth chatting about. Like stupid handball decisions. So this handball rule, then, it was changed by FIFA or UEFA. I want to say FIFA. It was, it was officially changed, um, I think, by IFAB, but I'm not really sure who hmm. they are. Okay, that's the international, though, isn't it? So I think it is. I think it's an international the... football something body or something like that. But anyway, they. But I think... it's but it's not the European led people. It's the world football. I believe it's an international people. thing. Yeah, yet. but it's. The problem, what the problem is that I don't, th- I don't think there was an issue really like in the past. It only seems to be the last like three or four years where they want to try and mess with the rules every year. So, mm. so the big, the big goal in the change in the law is to simplify it and to remove any doubt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how's how's that gone? Yeah, mission accomplished. <laughs> uh, I don't understand now, what, what, why. Like and now because of VAR as well, if it like brushes the fingertips of a player in the box, they're giving penalties every five minutes. Mm. I I I can see why there was uh, a desire to do something about the handball rule, and I can see why there was a desire to try and simplify it um, in a way that kind of cleared up confusion. Because and and I'm sure I've said this um, on this podcast several you know hundred episodes ago mm. that. The two most important rules in football, the two defining rules in football are you're not allowed to handle it and offside, okay? No no other rules have as much impact on the way the game and is And the manager has to stay rules. inside that weird arbitrary box. Yeah, yeah, but they don't know. <laughs> no, they so. never do that. Another rule that's bullshit. They, they, they fucking all over. Yeah. Oh, talking of they, breaking the rules, sorry, the just most... while I think about it, because it was funny, I was watching the game the other day, the Arsenal game, and because you can hear everything the players say, one of my favourite things, as you guys will know from watching football with me, is that I do enjoy a foul throw being given as a foul throw. 
very much enjoy mm. that. And uh, Hector Bellerin got one given against him. And the ref gave it against him. And then the camera panned over and it saw him. And Bellerin went, what did, what did I do? I've thrown it like that my whole life. <laughs> 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 Which is still was great. Right. <laughs> Contracts torn up. <laughs> I've done it like that my whole life. It's Amazing. one of the it's one of the good things, the f- very few good things about not having fans in the stadium. Mm. You really can hear what the players say because it wasn't you couldn't just like see that he no, was mouthing it. You, you literally it. heard him say it. That. Was it was great. brilliant. Yeah, so there you go. Sorry, Andy, but I did there's, enjoy that. There's there's one great moment in the um in the the highlights of the uh, the Accrington Oxford game, which I'll talk about later on. But um, there's a bit where Simon Eastwood comes out and basically punches uh, a defender in the head. Nice. Um, and you can just hear this guy saying he punched him in the face 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 but repeatedly i mean he was right punched him in the face but but it's just yeah it's just wonderful hearing all of that that that, that absolute nonsense going on it's brilliant oh, i love um, it but yes. yeah anyway so sorry the two most important rules of football uh, uh, and they are the least you know they're, they're the least clear they're the least clear cut. They're the least obvious mm. how, you know, kind of how to apply them. Um, well, for me, offside like, you know, nobody. Simple. You're offside, you're offside. That would solve that problem. Yeah, no, no, it, yeah, it would. But but that's not the rule. No, and and, exactly. and all of the rules are significantly more complicated than they need to be. Yes. You mean, you um, mean like and, handball? And handball mm. If it hits the hand, it's handball. Yeah, well, so that's simple. No, but it's well, not, though. That's it's not the not, rule, is it, though, is it? That's though? the problem. Because the rule is, is it, it deliberate handball. And the rule was it had to be intentional handball, yeah. right? And and so they brought in all of these, like, all of these additional kind of things, you know, interpretations for referees about ball to hand, hand to ball, and all of that kind of stuff to try and to try and define what intent was. So it got extraordinarily complicated. Um, so I understand why. They wanted to simplify it, but they've simplified it by making the rule, A, much more complicated because it dep- it's a different rule depending on where you are on the pitch. Yep. And B, they've made it so that literally you can be facing the other way <laughs> yep. and somebody heads it your arm yep. from about a foot away from you yep. and it's given as a penalty. Well, when you're on the corner of the penalty area, you're fucking nowhere near the goal. It's madness. And I, I was talking about this probably on penalty? a podcast years ago saying that that forwards are going to start chipping the ball up at people's hands and it's mm. happening already. It's mental. So then you're going to have uh, managers who are going to sign defenders, specifically who have no arms. So there's a potential (laughs) boon for armless footballers because they're going to be in high demand. If you've got no arms, no pens ever. Um, Yeah, got no answer. Have you got no answer to that? That's solved, that one. (laughs) It is solved. So the situation... So apparently there's been some... Uh, I saw this in the the WhatsApp chat. I haven't actually mm. read read it, but so the if the Premier League offered new guidance to referees or something, <laughs> yeah, they've made a suggestion, yeah. and it seems to be quite strangely worded in that they probably don't really know what they're doing, but they've seen the backlash because basically a bunch of pundits got upset for the first I, time about I, it. I think they just want to be seen to be doing something because everyone yeah. everyone yeah. sees that it's not working. They just said that they're going to ask the select group. Isn't that what they call them? the elite group or the select group of referees, whatever it is, to be more lenient. That's what they've said. Do you reckon they've got a WhatsApp group going on? Oh, and they just kind of get a message saying, go easy, lads. Guaranteed. Every so often, Battenberg just pops on there and starts chipping in. (laughs) Like, get out of here, Battenberg. You're long gone, mate. (laughs) But 
Re reading about this de decision that's come out this evening, um, for, for me, the one that, uh, at the weekend that really kind of begged a belief was the was it Eric Dyer at Spurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Mo, the Mo the Pay rules, one and the that would still Dyer. be that would still be given. Yes, and so the Mo Pay like they, one, both of which were mental. It. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I really don't. I really don't get it. But you know. It's, uh, the the interest the interesting thing though is that the 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 FA and the Premier League and the EFL all think that rule is a load of absolute mm. fucking bollocks like the yeah. rest of us and they pretty much said so when the rule was first put into place however long ago it was prior to the season just gone I think um, they said so, but but they but they you know they have they have to apply the rule I mean they can they can provide yeah, their well, own guidance. But they have to apply it. Yeah, and the refs are made are made to look foolish, and it is harsh on the refs because that like that referee in the Spurs game, he kind of, mm. I mean, he went back and he gave it, and I suppose he couldn't have done, but he's probably in an impossible position where if he doesn't give it, his bosses are going to be coming back to him. Oh, was was the rule not clear? We told you how to enforce the rule. Why aren't mm, you enforcing yeah. the rule? Mm. But on the other hand, he gives it, and it looks absolutely ridiculous. I'm, I'm sure the referees do uh, are able to to give some kind of feedback on yeah. on uh, specific situations in games, and I'm sure they're doing that because yeah. because I'm sure yeah. the refs don't like the that rule. No, as they can't like it. So they, I'm sure I'm any sure... ambiguity refs must hate, right? Because they just want to be able to give mm. a decision and have it understood well, to no, why they gave the decision. But, well, no, every, but the thing is, everyone sees why they gave the decision based on the rule. Yeah, what, but yeah. what every everyone agrees on is that the rule is is garbage yes, yeah. and it's ruining football. Yeah. So I, I'm sure it, it's just a matter of time before it gets changed. I did enjoy Steve Bruce. I, I... Like uh, moaning against his own penalty oh, yeah. decision. It's very rare that managers <laughs> usually they sort of just enjoy it when they get a decision. But he was actually raining against it, even though it got his team a point they didn't deserve, which I thought was quite nice. Yeah, I, I don't share Johnny's optimism that that they'll change the rule because because the international footballing world seems completely oblivious to what happens in this country, and and also we seem to have a completely set of standards both moral and kind of footballing standards to how the game ought to be played yeah. than the rest of the world does and and so i i honestly don't think they'll see a problem i think so, they, i think they think well this is cleared uh, it up nicely i i disagree <laughs> simply because of var so var var is used in uh france spain exactly uh france spain uh italy germany and I cannot believe that they are not... I haven't looked into it, to be honest, but I can't believe that they haven't had similar situations of, as we've had over the last couple of weekends. Mm. I can't Karen's... believe we're changing any rule mid-season, though. And okay, yeah. we're only, we're only three games in now, but it is still mid-season. Is it immediately opens the, uh, whoever, you know, the FA or, or FIFA, or whoever's making that rule change, um, opens them up to... Um, I suppose litigation. Yeah, that's a very good point because Spurs, Spurs lost to qualify for yeah. the Champions League. Spurs lost yeah. two points because of that penalty. So if now the rules are that they're going to be more lenient, that's why. I reckon that's exactly mm. why they said, "Oh, the, the, the Eric Dyer would still count." <laughs> because they don't want to admit <laughs> that they fucked it, so they've mentioned it in games where it didn't make a massive difference, what? and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, that one would have been discounted, but that one definitely still counts." What? Or they don't want to piss off Mourinho. Well, I mean, he's already <laughs> no, 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 no. They definitely want to piss off. Mourinho. <laughs> no, I th I th they enjoy that game as much as we do. I, I genuinely think it's going to go the same way as the back pass and the golden goal. 
I think you're being very the optimistic. Back pass. Yeah, the back pass to the goalkeeper. Well, that's got, still a got rule. Got rid of that, it. But that, 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 that's still a rule. What? Yeah. But they can't pick it up, though, can they? But yeah, no, but I'm sorry. Sorry, I thought I thought you meant. I so I see what you mean. I thought you meant it was going the way of the back pass rule, oh. which was a recently introduced rule. Yeah. But now so, you're talking about the actual action of passing the ball back to the goalkeeper. I, I love I love that you described the back pass rule as a recent rule because that was like 30, <laughs> 30 years ago. <laughs> and also, goalkeepers are not allowed to run more than four steps, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they got they got to bounce it every other step. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Andy, what's what, what's in the news? This is the news. What is in? Okay, the news? so obviously the big the big news is um, the situation around uh, football finance because. Um, the government has announced that there's basically no more football for six months. No more yeah. crowds going to be going to fo- football uh, for six months. Um, they haven't confirmed that, but they've basically said the the program to bring fans back to football has been paused. Yeah. And it was and that this was announced at the same time as all of the other package of measures that are likely to be in place for six months unless things change. Yeah. Um. So there's been obviously been an awful lot of discussion about. Uh, about what the what the government are going to do here, because um, and lots lots of kind of strong words, which which I don't think are, are, are overblown. Basically, saying that the the EFL will disintegrate unless there is financial support available to um, to, to football teams, um, and the Premier League appear to have you know not decided not to be forthcoming they yeah. did an initial an initial kind of funding package at the start of covid and i think as, as far as i understand it the last i read was they were saying that's a lot um so that's a massive issue right so um every single one of us here needs to worry about the future existence of our football teams um if something doesn't change um interestingly and this is this is slightly related to this. So this is this was sent to me just as we were kind of starting to record this. It was it was posted by a BBC Sheffield journalist um, at eleven thirty one this morning, and it says, and, and this isn't going to have an, a major impact on anything, but it just highlights the slightly farcical situation that we are in as a country and as a sport at the moment, where Chesterfield are looking at the possibility of streaming their home matches in hospitality areas at the Technique Stadium. If it's allowed, allowed, the curtains would have to be closed to prevent fans viewing the pitch. This is where we are now. What? So they're talking about having fans at the football ground, the football is happening, and then watching it on television screens in their kind of, in their, their glass like director's boxes and stuff like that oh in individual boxes i thought you meant like that people would be in the concourse watching it on those screens by the pie shop no they said no it's hospitality areas i mean it's entirely plausible they are talking about that as well it says hospitality areas that's so that could conceivably mean those areas as well so you've Um, then you've got to turn up to that box with no more than six other people of which they can only be from one other household and yeah. Honestly, you have to like turn your pockets honestly, inside out and spin is... around four times or whatever the rule yeah, is. Yeah, you have to stand on one leg yeah. and, and then the virus can't get you. 
bum crack. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, good. But only until 10 p.m. though. After so if it's that extra off. time in penalties. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Fuck it, that's when it comes um, alive. But, but, I mean, what the fucking hell? What the hell is going on here, though? Like, like how? For, for actually, interestingly. The um the EFL streaming service, the, the iFollow streaming service oh, is very clear that yeah. it shouldn't be used in a commercial capacity. Yes. So how is that not in a commercial capacity? I mean, I know it's the actual football team that's financially benefiting from it, but I think they're allowed to show gonna... I think no, I think there's a separate rule. I think within the stadium they are allowed to show live footage in shared areas outside of any streaming service or any other contract mm. in the stadium. So, right. so, okay, so, so they can do, yeah. they can you do that. If you went to a box for a game, you could, if you wanted to, watch it. Exactly, yeah. In yeah, yeah. It's like if you pop for a piss you, in the middle yeah, of a match, it's often up on the screen as yeah. you go through. So that is a yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, but honestly, that's that's absolutely, honestly, yeah, it's mental. mental. That is like, mental. It's absolutely ridiculous. But what they're doing, th- um, this is because the rules, like the c- countrywide COVID rules are, the, are what they are. But where, wherever there's room for interpretation or there's room for you to take advantage of a mm. loophole, people are going to do it. And that's how you end up with these mad, completely abstract situations that are allowed because it's within the rules, as the government has stated them. And, of course, if you've got the opportunity to try and make some money and it is within the law, you can see why they want to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I, can, see, I can see why Chesterfield want to do it. Uh, I mean, I you know, it's it and in of itself, properly managed, that's no worse than people yeah. going to the pub. Now, obviously, you can have arguments as to whether or not people should be going to the pub. That's a slightly separate yeah. issue. Um, but you but know, surely putting going a through, big screen going... up outside the ground, like a giant screen up outside the ground, and having people enforce social distancing and people outside would be safer. I know that people have been turning up to stadiums, even though they can't get in anyway um i i and again you know i but then that would probably be encouraging a large crowd even if it's yeah. even if those people are being kind of organized and coordinated so um yeah and i, and I don't who knows what the actual exact wording of the of the rules and the laws are around mm. all of this kind of stuff but what do you but think what do you think honestly, options options are though because if club clubs need income the vast majority of their income comes from um comes from ticket sales if they can't sell tickets and you're talking about like finance packages coming from somewhere else where's that where's that funding coming from where there's very little money entering the game i guess most of the money that's entering the game is still the tv packages right but that well i mean the, but the yeah but that's that but that's the whole point it has to it has to be an external funding thing yeah exactly yeah that to, money has to come from somewhere providing- else right it's provided it's provided all kinds of you know business support for organisations you know of all various different types. Um, nothing for football um, yeah. football clubs, but you know interestingly, like you know last season when you know at the end of last season when the when the the the, the whole thing kicked off in the first place, basically the season was cancelled because football clubs could not afford partly because football clubs could not afford to run football matches behind closed doors. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. what's changed this season. What do, uh, do you I mean I also that... appreciate football I also appreciate football clubs can't also survive if there is literally no football, well, yeah. but it is more expensive at the moment for them to be playing football games than it would be for them not to be playing any football games. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not suggesting anything should happen as a result of that. But if football is to continue, 
then there has to be some kind of outside intervention. Now, I'm I'm, I'm strongly of the belief that the the, the 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 Premier League could 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 fund the entire EFL um, to the tune of amount of money that it would not that it would save all of the football clubs in the EFL mm. and not even blink. Mm. It, it genuinely well, wouldn't even blink. I've been uh, reading an interesting book at the minute. Uh, it's called Done Deal. Um, and I'll tell you who it's by. It's by a football agent slash lawyer. Uh, Done Deal, an insider's guide to football contracts, multi-million pound transfers uh, by uh, Daniel Gee, whoever he is. Anyway, what I found interesting on that was that um, any transfers that come in from outside the UK... Um, there is a 4% levy applied to them. Um, and that money is then transferred into uh, the uh, football uh, PFA football pension scheme. Oh, really? Okay. Hmm. Um, and, and that's got me thinking, it's not going to be, it's not going to solve this, you know, this situation that we find ourselves in at the minute, but long term as a way for the game to try and, uh, I suppose, get some, some security back in place. If there was just a, a tiny levy put on every club throughout every league, um, you know, perhaps you know, 0.5% of their weekly wage goes into a, a, a pot. Obviously, at the higher end of the, of the, the higher up you go, the, the more that is. But um, from this book, you said that the, the average Premier League player is on 100 grand a week. The so, over average. the course of uh, a season, hmm, the, the average wage for a Premier League That's season, insane. you take squad 20 players and Wow. Hundred grand a week. Um, so the Premier League alone, if there was a you know, uh, a fund allocated where each club, so I'm not saying the players, but each club puts in 0.5 percent of their of their wage bill, yeah. which you know they can they can swallow up quite happily. That's over 10 million pounds a year huh. going into this fund, and you kind of build that up over time down the league. And then you know it's it's probably not going to help right now, but then you know five years time another Bowie comes along or another Macclesfield comes along. Yeah. That money is there then to help the clubs. Obviously, yeah, where they were talking place, hundreds you, of thousands, you know, not millions, yeah, exactly. even. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, mm. um, and I think you know, it's it, 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 it's be really it'd be really hard to get you know, the Premier League as it is now to to bail out in you know, the EFL clubs, but to do something like that where there's a, a consistent amount of money being put aside um, is something that that I think will make a lot of sense. Whether, whether it happens, you know, it won't happen. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, um, and this is part. This is part of the problem as well. Is that, and it's the it's the EFL's attitude towards um, football clubs, as they've demonstrated very mm. clearly that they do not see football clubs as a uh, hundred and fifty year old organisations that are, they've been at the heart of their communities and kept communities going through all kinds of terrible situations in across their 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 towns and their cities' histories. They don't not they do not see them as that. They don't see them as that kind of entity that is the the the, the players and the supporters and the families and the histories or anything like that. They see them as the individual owners, the chairman and the boards of those organisations. They see them as businesses. Mm. And that is why they do not step in to support anything because they look in, which is why all of the, 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 the some of the ludicrous points, the inconsistency around kind of points deductions that they've, they've demonstrated is because they are not looking at it as the impact on the, on the football club itself. They are looking at it 
as punishment on the, the, the chairman and the people who own the businesses. And they see football clubs as businesses now. And, that, and that's a problem is the fact that we have businessmen running the EFL um, and businessmen do not understand the importance of football. And as long as that exists and as long as that is the situation, we're never going to find a situation whereby, you know, benevolent cash will be used to bail out a football team because everyone is saying, well, you're bailing out that, that dodgy geezer over there or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The, there needs to there needs to be better root and branch kind of like changes to how football clubs are are owned and structured i think um but i mean that's a longer term problem immediately yeah. this this particular issue um i genuinely think the premier league they i think they have a moral obligation uh to step in they don't have a they don't have a business reason to do so but they have a moral obligation the premier mm. league has benefited from the 72 clubs underneath it um unbelievably so they they exist they exist and they are the most successful league and the most rich league in the entire uh, world because of the enormous professional football structure that sits beneath them without the 72 EFL clubs the premier league would not be the force it is today absolutely no question whatsoever and so they are literally standing on the shoulders of giants and they have a moral obligation to help out yeah, good luck with that. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, let's let's move on and talk about some actual football. Let's go to home fixtures. How do yous do then? Uh, well, we beat Akron to Stanley 4-1. What was, um, what was the score was on about the 80th hot. minute? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> it was it was late goals, if I remember rightly. It was, it was yeah, little, yeah, little, yeah, little yeah, yeah. I don't think goals. I don't think I don't think we were in danger of not winning it particularly. But um, but yeah, a couple of goals late on, I think, from from Matty Taylor. Um, nice. Yeah. So yeah, eighty fifth and eighty seventh minute with the with the third and fourth goals. Um, but Strong. yeah, but it was um, yeah. So all the goals in the uh, you know, to be fair, there were one, two, three, four goals in the last. What's that? Eighteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, I remember it was all. It was it was pop. Busy. It was popping off at the end. I was. I, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I, I've, I'm struggling with the. Uh, in, in, I'm struggling with enthusiasm around mm. the the kind of watching uh, on a TV um, with a kind of rattly sound effects and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But um. But yeah, but it's a great result. Um, uh, it's great to see Matty Taylor getting a couple of goals. Um, James Henry scored as well, and we had the little kind of the the axis of amazingness, as I call it, which is the uh, the link up play between James Henry and Matty Taylor, yeah. um, which is absolutely enormous for us. Um, uh, and that that's that's come to the good. Um, it came off the back of um, well, I think we were probably the talk of uh, English football uh, that 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 weekend. Because we had the the amusing situation whereby our players had to make their own way to the ground, because the coach wouldn't start. The coach wouldn't start because somebody got the uh, the COVID secure alcohol hand rub <laughs> into the driver's <laughs> blowing tube that proves he hasn't been drinking, um, and that he has to blow into that to. 
uh, disable like the you know enable the engine to start and this alcohol got into it he blew into it and it thought it'd been drinking <laughs> Amazing. Um, so the coach I didn't start, even know that was abs- a thing but they said it's a great idea I didn't even realize that was a thing yeah it is a very clever idea it is yeah. a very clever thing to do um uh, and maybe all cars should have them um <laughs> but um just keep your alcohol uh, hand rub away from it so so that was interesting that's nice. quite good fun um by the by story prior to that we'd we'd lost two nil to sunderland in an absolute dreadful performance quite mm. frankly um we had a bit of a wobble as a football club where our manager came out in 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 interviews uh between the two games saying that he uh feels um completely lost um and unmotivated without the supporters um, he's a very emotional man, um, Carl Robinson. We've talked previously about how passionate he is um, for football and for Oxford United, which is which is lovely. Um, we've spoken about how sometimes that's a strength and sometimes that's a weakness. I think it's demonstrated as being a weakness there because he he obviously loves having the fans around, which is yeah. great. Um, but. Um, he was genuinely saying how he felt lost and unmotivated. I mean, honestly, he sounded like a man having a breakdown. And you basically <laughs> wanted to give him a slap around the face and yeah. say, Carl Robinson, you need sort to sort out. this out. I appreciate it's difficult. It's difficult for us as well, mate. Yeah. Uh, do your job. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. But to be fair, to be fair. He was sat in front of a rainy window. Yeah. <laughs> all but, but, by myself. <laughs> yeah, but you know, all credit. Um, they turned it around. They put in a great performance and a, and a great win. So, so maybe he needs to have these little kind of personal crises more often. Yes, indeed. Oh, someone's buzzing. Hello. There we yeah. go. Got rid Is of that. that. Yeah, nice. Uh, John. It's Carl Robinson for the return of fans. <laughs> <laughs> John, another win for the Royals. Three out of three. Three out of three. I can't believe it, to be honest. <laughs> another another bloody win. Three more points. Um, brilliant. Yeah, 2-1 against uh, Cardiff away. Uh, Lucas Shaw on the score, sh- score again? sheet again. Um, really, really good result. I mean, I, d- I don't know what to say. I well, mean, I read that we had the highest shots on target ratio of any team in the top leagues in Europe. It's not, it's not bad, is it? Yeah. So, fourteen out of twenty shots on target in the first three games, uh, which is pretty amazing. Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember last week? I think it was last week when I said how I liked what I liked about Reading is that they're completely up and down and, completely <laughs> and all over the shop yeah never predict all over the shop is this upsetting um that yeah yeah because <laughs> that 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 it turns out that i that my enjoyment of that is up to and not including reading succeeding <laughs> so if you could stop <laughs> if you could stop because because i'll be honest with you john was getting right on my nerves on that well, if it makes you feel any better, we're struggling with injuries. Yeah, so we so had a John, bunch of injuries in John, that game. John Swift, <laughs> John Swift is out for uh, a couple of months. Uh, Lucas Zhao dislocated his sh- shoulder. Uh, and Araruna also uh, injured. I'm not sure exactly mm. what what that was. It's but not it, ideal. It looked, it looked fairly serious. And we've got Premier League Watford on the weekend. So okay. it's, okay. yeah, it's tough That's, times. 
But, you know, I'm not going to argue. We'll take the three points. And to be honest, I'll take the nine points out of three just as points in the bag. I don't care how they came, but it took months for us to gather nine points last season. <laughs> so I'll, I'll take it in the first three weeks of the season for right. sure. Right. Uh, let's have a, let's have a uh, <laughs> I've just renamed this section, oh, Graham. Quick, uh, yeah, quick, go on. Quick one, quick one. Yeah. Um, so we talk, I think we talked about uh, Raquel May the yes. other week. Yeah, yeah, youngster. Uh, potentially signed by uh, the Royals. Atletico. Madrid youngster, like twenty year old, um, very promising looking. Good name, um, brilliant name. Uh, yeah, looks like he's gone to Bournemouth. Oh, brilliant! Uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> that is disappointing for everyone involved. A classic champ man regen, though. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, man, rocking up at Bournemouth. <laughs> oh dear. Right then, Graham. Let's go. Let's go to the review from the Ribble. Uh? <laughs> <laughs> well, we we are in a in a, in a similar position to Reading, or not, not league wide, not you know, table wise. I think we're fourth, but we are we are winning. Mm. It, it's quite unsettling. <laughs> uh, we we had a five nil uh, victory uh, the week before last against uh, Wickham, and we followed up with a four nil away win at um, oh, I think what we have to refer to these days as Wayne Rooney's Derby County. Yeah, they were, the um, goals were absolutely flying it's all, in. It's all come out of the blue. But one of the, one of the many things that, you know, one of the little tiny things that I love about football and the things that kind of crop up and when you see them, you really enjoy it, is when a team scores or concedes, in Derby's case, goals in really quick succession. Yeah. So you can, you know, you can lose 3-0 and you, and you, you can, you know, have a goal going in the first minute at half time and then in the seventieth minute. But a team conceding three goals in, in four minutes, I think, is one of the really great little um boy. It's a glorious thing to behold. So we isn't scored it? in the eleventh, the twelfth and the fifteenth minute. Oh yes. Um, which I just I just love when that happens because you just know that the players on you know, the Blackburn players would be like going crazy. Like, this is amazing. And the Derby players would be going, fuck this now, lads. Fifteenth <laughs> <laughs> minute is beautiful because they, they know that it, it's completely Yeah, gone. the game's gone. Um, Oh, love it! Absolutely love <laughs> so, uh, it. So yeah, so uh, uh, a 4-0 win away at uh, away at Derby, and actually we play Cardiff away uh, at the weekend. So that'll be kind of the first test as to where nice. we stand against Reading. Interesting. Um, it's in- interestingly as well. Um, you know, for all of Reading supporters and their crowing about their three, you know, lucky victories. Um, is that in all of the all of the teams that are supported in our little WhatsApp? chat group mm. um everybody scored four goals on the weekend apart, apart from reading they don't get you I any mean, more honestly, points though do they mate they don't get you any more points so no but they make they, they will make the difference between you uh scraping by or getting relegated at the end of the season so <laughs> well, you want those extra goals true. in the bag mate you want yeah. those goals in the bag <laughs> that is also possibly true uh graham any updates from dac tv anything exciting to, to give us there not yet, no. As, as soon as the trailer drops, though, I will drop it in the WhatsApp group. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I, did, I, I did have a little, a little Google, and I saw another shot of, uh, of him out and about with his fiancée, and she was about 20 feet up from him in the shot. I'm walking along smiling, and he was looking miserable at the background. So. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. For the, for the paparazzi. Sounds absolutely perfect. Uh, right, let's move on to this section. Now, Graeme, you're, you're, you might be in charge of this because we're going to go, we're going to go to the, Ooh. we're going to go to the chat. Okay. 
Now, the chat came alive earlier this week, much to Andy's uh, chagrin, uh, when the boys they got into a uh, they got into a little punning session. Now, Graham, I know that you're a man who's very very fond of a pun. You you literally can't help yourself. And once this, you must have you must have been made up when this kicked off on the chat. Um, I've never seen quite so much terrible japery happening. Uh, do you want to give us a flavour of what what was happening in the chat? Yeah, open up. So I think this all actually stemmed, I think, from from talking about Bradley Dack's uh, reality TV show, and then kind of took a, a bit of an Alan Partridge <laughs> twist. You know that scene yeah. where, where he's kind of trying to come up with with um, monkey tennis with names. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> monkey tennis. You tossling uh, with Chris Eubank with Bill yeah. Oddie. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So I'm just going to scroll back through here now, um, and uh, and come up. actually, I think my my favourite one was. Um, Computer or scooter with Batistuta. <laughs> that is a good one. I mean, that is strong, isn't it? That is very, very strong. I remember there being one quite... I mean, there's a few absolute belters in here, to be honest. Growing kale with Gareth Bale? <laughs> Was that a farming programme, yeah. that one? Yeah. Um... Oh, Matt, Matt had a good one. Brighton centre-back Dunk helps his friend Andy, who plays for Newcastle, to trash a Tyne and Weir city. Lewis and Carroll's Malice in Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite remarkable. This, this was a good one from Graham here. Uh, documentary showing diva behaviour from a host of stars as they demand their assistants go find them a former Liverpool fan favourite. I'm a celebrity, get me McAteer. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! This went on. We're gonna we're gonna tell you about six, but honestly, there were about forty. I think okay. this is one of one of Graham's. Former Brazilian legend spends a frustrating evening playing a slow game of poker with former Arsenal striker Pele. Your cards, right? <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh boy! <laughs> wow, that is strong. This one literally sounds so, like it could be an actual program. Uh, crap BBC pundit takes in a load of criminals and tries to rehabilitate them in Garth's Crooks. <laughs> and, uh, and another good one. Ex-Aston Villa goalkeeper competes in the strongman contest against his family in The Weakest Spink. <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't seen that one. I like that one. Very, very good. I like that one. <laughs> Oh, and, and and you know these things these things are quite funny right it's every, we, every, we all had a laugh right we, we had a laugh we had, it was we great had fun, fun. Yeah. it was fine for 24 hours right then literally the first thing the next day <laughs> jory then just literally wakes me up with a pissing pun <laughs> um but yeah so yeah that's 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 i honestly i nearly rage quit the group <laughs> i really did <laughs> Uh, it was all good family fun. Right, and talking of which, before we sign off for the evening, any other business, boys? Any other business? No. I mean... What? No? You've got a quiz for us, haven't you? Oh, fuck, yeah, I do have the quiz. Should we do the quiz? I mean, I've researched a very exciting player, if you want to do the quiz. <laughs> Go on, then. So, um, this is an ex-England ex -England footballer, just to clarify. Um, he has played for a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten clubs that he's played for, not including loans. I'm discounting loans just to try and 
tidy this up a little bit. Um, ten clubs, former England player, Carlton. Can Palmer. I? Can I? Who? Carlton oh. Palmer. Should we, should we decide who's playing? So who who won last Ooh. week? Nobody won last week. Graham. Oh, it was a draw. Yeah, it? Graham went for it and failed, and then Andy yeah. failed to steal. Uh. The sky the the penalty in the shootout. Let's, let's let John face up with Andy this week. Then. Go on then. So ten uh, clubs, really? Ten clubs. Bloody hell! Yeah. What do you reckon? How many can you who, do? Who, who's, who's going first? John's going to John's going to see how many clubs he can do, and then if you want to better it, then you then you get to go. Two. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you got really aggressive there with that one. Uh, John thinks I mean, he can I mean, name that's, two. That's that's a prob that's a problem for me because I can only do one. <laughs> um, and I'm not even that confident in that one. I'm oh, going to wow. go three. Okay. Uh, in, and I'm taking a big punt there. In, in which case, name those clubs. Off you go, Andy. Let's see what you can do. Okay. Colton. Okay. Wait, so, wait there. He's got a middle name. Colton Lloyd Palmer. Of course it's Lloyd. He's 54 um, years old. Yeah. 54. There you go. My, my, my confidence that I could even name one has suddenly evaporated. Um, yeah. I'll tell you so what. Gonna, I, yeah. No, carry on. You what? No, no. I was going to give you a clue and I changed my mind. Don't give him a clue. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No, off your Right, part. so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I can pick, I can picture him mm-hmm. wearing the red of Nottingham Forest. He did play for Nottingham Forest. That's correct. One. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. I can also, I can picture him in white, and I think that was for Leeds. He also played for Leeds United. <gasps> Ooh, One away, Vicar. One away. You still? Can I give you a clue? You no. you still haven't got um, his most capped the the club he was most capped for. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I would have yeah. thought that was no, like, Leeds. Yeah. To be honest, no. No. you'd you'd have been wrong. I would um, I uh, I honestly, I'm going to say Aston Villa. It's not right. It's <gasps> not right. No, no! And it gives John the chance to steal. So if one of those clubs is not the one that he was thinking of. <laughs> John could steal this here. Because he is a brummy, isn't he? I think, is that why you went for Villa? Look, he, look he's devastated. No, no, he's no. devastated over no. there. <laughs> uh, in, a, in a similar vein, mm. I'm going to take a, a massive punt yeah. and say West Bromwich Albion. Is the correct answer. He's got it. He's ah. nailed it. Amazing. <laughs> oh, John. <laughs> That's a fine steal, my friend. That is that is impressive stuff. Uh, yeah, Did well he play done. For he actually started. Well. He actually started his career. He he played for Watford on loan, John. So uh, you would have been right, but it wouldn't have counted in the quiz. Um, he started his career at West Bromwich Albion, where he played 121 games. He then played for his most famous club, which none of you got, Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, of course. Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, he yeah, then played yeah. for Leeds, Southampton, Nottingham Forest, Coventry City, Stockport County. And then the final three clubs of his career, Dublin City, which he appeared to have been contracted to but didn't play, uh-huh. Mansfield Town in 2005, where he played one game, and then eight years later, he played one game for Stavely, Stavely Miners Welfare. Now, <laughs> if any one of you had given me that, I'd have been very, very impressed. <laughs> I, I can't even say it. No, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> so there you go. Well, well done, John. That is a fine effort. That Get is him. a very, very strong effort. And Andy, once again, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. 
I, I wasn't terrible. I named more than he bloody did. Well, well, here you go. That is the that's, that's the way the cookie crumbles. That's how the game works. When it comes to the game that I stole from another podcast, <laughs> hasn't even got a name. <laughs> hasn't even got a name. Right, right. And on that on that note, let's let's call it a day. So I'm going to try and uh, get my timing right on the outro. I'm going to say, John, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Graham. Thank you. And thank you, Andy. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Thank it's you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Find us on uh, Thames Blue and Thames and Yellow on the Twits, uh, and I think the same on Instagram. And we'll be back again next time for more of the Thamesman. See you later, boys. Nailed it. I wish I was Carlton Palmer. Everybody wishes they were Carlton Palmer.